You can't go out playing golf having fun. Fun. Senor, you have obviously never played wing foot. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. There's my picks for this week. Now, if you want next week's picks, I can give you those by Friday. Greg Coyle and I coming at you from the lake house with this week's picks. Good to be in the same place. I think this is the first time we've done it in the same location. How you feeling? Nice. I, can, I can touch it. Oh, I could use, use some of that a little tension over here. Uh, so, But no tension with the picks that we've been giving you so far this season. So what do you think uh, about week two? Uh, we got a little bit of shade thrown our way from uh, Jared Barnett uh, over on, on Instagram. Uh, he was very disappointed in the better beware pick, uh, despite the fact that we're, we're giving out gold this season. Uh, I know you took a, a little offense to that. They all can't be winners, kid. They all can't <laughs> be winners. Uh, so the bottom line is, so far we are off to a hot start. I believe we were 6-3 and three last week, and I got to tell you, we got off Pittsburgh. Well, half of us got off Pittsburgh when it came to the pick uh, after those uh, offensive line injuries came through, which we told you to look out for. And still, when when uh, Locke went down, I thought that they were going to cover for you, the Steelers. Yep. Didn't happen. Uh, as Driscoll drives them down, they get a point. Uh, they get a touchdown there and obviously end up covering the spread. Needed about 20 more seconds than they would have kicked that. That's right. Yeah. Connor, I thought, was going to break it for the touchdown. But we're not looking in the past, except – we might have to look. How's your head-to-head record this season? Yeah, we're done looking at <laughs> No more crossfires for Greg. Oh, boy. 0-2 oh, so far, but that's okay. We're not. We're going to be on the same page from here on out. So this week, we have a, another good slate for you. Um, Greg, there's not a lot that you love this week in week three. Tell me why. Uh, just a bunch of like leans and nothing too definitive. So there's a couple of things that I thought I would like, and I kind of talked myself off of them. So gonna go with a less is more uh, philosophy this week, uh, since I think I've rolled into last week's one o'clock with seven of ten games <laughs> that I, I had some uh, action on. So we're we're just gonna scale it back a little bit this week. So you're gonna be loading up on just a handful of games because oh, yeah. you think you got enough information now on a all, couple teams. All, already loaded up. All right, so then let's talk about it. Right, injuries are the story for this week across the NFL this season. We've seen some big names go down, uh, and that's gonna play a big role in the 49ers as they take on the Giants this week. So tell me, what are you looking at when you look at the injuries? Obviously, key injuries on both sides. Saquon Barkley out for the Giants. Uh, Sterling Shepard dealing with that turf toe but a lot of injuries across the board for the 49ers. So what do you think of this one? Yeah, so I don't, uh, you know me, I don't really care about running backs all that much, so I'm not concerned about the Niners losing their running backs. Uh, Saquon's obviously a game changer, but uh, I think in a case where he's not actually there, the Niners are in a bad way on the defensive line. I don't think they're going to be able to get the pressure uh, that they would typically get. And you saw the Steelers bottle up Saquon for, what, uh, six yards or yeah. negative yards or something like that? Six yards on 15 carries yeah, but on so Monday night. With Sherman out, with Bosa out, Solomon Thomas, I don't think they're a starter playing for the Niners on the defensive line. Uh, so you get the Giants, you get more than a field goal, four points at home. I'm not going to be bold enough to say they're going to win. They, sh- <laughs> they should win. No, right. I-, I really think they should win. 
Um, I, you know, again, I don't like the team, but I like the situation playing at home. Did the Niners, one of the things I didn't look they into, stayed. they stayed, they stayed. Yeah. Um, the Niners played the Jets last week and we'll talk about that in a second here. Um, the Niners played the Jets last week. They ended up staying on the East coast. Um, so they could, because they were playing back to back weeks at MetLife stadium. Yep. Um, so I didn't, I didn't know. Um, so I like that for them, but still like you're, you're trotting out Nick Mullen, uh, they already didn't have any wide receivers. Now, is that official? Is because last Nick I saw, Mullins, Mullins officially the QB starter. Yep. Okay. Uh, Jimmy G's out. Kittle's out. Um, so I mean, they literally have nothing. So um, here's my question: because I was, we gave out the better beware last week on the San Francisco 49ers against the New York Jets, and obviously the 49ers rolled. What's the biggest difference this week for you from last week? The Giants are like twice as good as the Jets. There you go. <laughs> they, they really are. I mean, the Jets yeah. are, are just hapless and terrible. Um, where the Jets have a good defensive line. And Supposedly. The play they broke off an 80-yard 80, 80 touchdown is ridiculous. So. Yeah, Raheem Mostert on the first play of the game took it 80 yards to the house. Um and apparently the dogs are loving the dogs this week. So, uh, yeah, so they got a dog back in the dog. All right. So the other thing that came out of that game is the 49ers were complaining about the turf at MetLife Stadium yeah. uh, contributing to all these injuries here. Um, do you think – yeah, I was about to say. I don't love that. Right. Like, I really don't love it. Right? Like it's, it's like they brought the, the wrong cleats, right? So if you're wearing <laughs> the wrong cleats to a game, you're more susceptible to getting hurt. You're not giving your all. So, yeah, I don't – just like with the travel, I mean, it's just the second game back to back. This would be the first time I'm sure they've had a road trip during the, the, the COVID area. So I like that they're not going back and forth. Right. Um, but yeah, turf, second road game in a row. Again, I think the Giants are considerably better than the Jets, which is just funny to say. Right. Uh, well, they're, they're not really considerably better than anyone. But Listen, I think I think everywhere across the board for the 49ers and eventually something's got to give right next man up can only last so long yep. i think when your whole team is out everybody's going to suffer so um you're seeing issues in the secondary also richard Sherman, we know is not going to be there i think that uh, you know i can't disagree with you i think the fact that i liked it last week i thought the injuries were going to be too much for them last week so i gotta like it this week um playing against the better team if it was backup quarterback with some skills position players playing and everything like that i right. feel a lot better about it but it's it's backups in both right so that's and, and really the d line you're not going to pressure daniel jones right um so we'll yeah and my one concern is obviously the giants struggled to score a little bit against the bears that bears defense is really really good yep. um that's still the what their team has and they Almost managed to win that game outright. There was a fourth and one on a tip pass that they caught, that the Bears caught for a first down, which delayed the Giants getting the ball back. Uh, an offensive lineman ended up catching the ball and for falling forward for it. It was, and then at the end of the game, obviously they got the ball in the red zone, just not enough time. Um, that would have been the game-winning drive, and we were on the Giants last week, so uh, we'll stay on them again this week. And we say take the points with the G-men. All right, the next game that you are, are on the fence about about hitting the buzzer and going head-to-head. -head. You, you might be a little gun-shy after the first two weeks of the season. I like the Tennessee Titans as they head to Minnesota to take <laughs> on the Vikings. Right now, Tennessee is minus uh, two and a half. All right, and, and Greg is... is Leaning toward the Vikings a little bit here. Yeah, just out. No, no play. I'm no trying play. to bait him into this pick right now against me here so we can go 0-3 to start the season. Here's my reason for liking Tennessee. Obviously, coming off that game against Jacksonville, um, 
people were on Jacksonville. They were big underdogs. If you still don't think highly of Jacksonville and you might be justified after Thursday night, we told you smoked at home. We told you we liked whoever Jacksonville was playing this week after their first two games because of the spot, right? Tennessee was just in a really difficult spot. And I think there's something to be said when you are in a and you still come out a winner. Uh, they had, I think, two of the toughest position games, meaning opening at Denver on the road at Mile High Stadium and then coming home on a short week playing a division rival. Um, and they still managed to win both of those games. Greg brought up earlier, what do you think about the Broncos and Jaguars as far as teams are concerned? Probably two of the worst teams. Thank, thank God there's the Jets, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, Denver hung in there. Just was not an absolutely terrible backup. But, right. but I mean, the Jags, even though they were spunky in week one, right, uh, they, they came down to earth. They recovered with them last week. But right. just not, I mean, watch them play at home against the Dolphins. They're, they're just not great. Uh, which I think they're fine with, right? right? I don't think they wanted to go eight and eight or anything right. like that. So, um, so it, I, I just don't think there's a ton of evidence for Tennessee, and that's my. I, I just can't buy. I know the Vikings lost a ton of people on defense. Yep. I just can't buy that they're this bad. They, so that's right. what I want to say, right? right? So we know or we believe that Denver and Jacksonville are not going to be that good this season. I don't think Minnesota is going to be that good this season. I think Minnesota is as bad as those two teams, if not worse. Uh, let's. I think outside of a couple key skill positions on the offensive side of the ball, I say throw them in there with the worst teams in the league. And I think that showed last week um, they can't stop anybody on defense. And I think this is the worst defense that Tennessee will be playing. And Tennessee is an efficient team. And this game has the makings of a blowout to me in my mind. Now, look, I know it's a square play right now. Uh, it's easy to pick against the team coming off losses like this. I just think that Minnesota is so bad right now. They have so many things that they need to figure out. And Tennessee is the worst matchup for a team like that because they know what they're doing. They don't care if they win by three. They don't care if they win by 30, but they will just keep doing the same things over and over again. They do a few things, but they do them well. And I think this week against a team like Minnesota, that if it falls behind, I think is going to find itself in a little bit of turmoil. I say lay the points, two and a half, still less than a field goal. Uh, I will take the Titans this week and go with the coach. Will you take it at three? Will I take it at three? Uh, listen, I, we were just having a conversation all time. Where's the hook? Because he wants the three so we can go against each other here. Um, I, I would take it against you at three as long as I'm not laying 110, uh, minus 110. But if I will take it uh, at two and a half where it is right now, thank you very much if I'm laying the 110. You want to go even money, I'll give you the half point. Uh, and then we can. If you'll take it at three, I'll go heads up again. Three even money? Three All right, so so for the record, you at home take it two and a half minus one ten. I'm going to take it against Greg at Tennessee minus three, and he's only. You know what I love about that is you're only hoping for a push. Like at that point, you're taking the hook, hoping for a push. At this point, that's the peace of mind. That's your security blanket. Oh wow, uh, you want you want that? No. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you a plus one twenty Minnesota on the field. I'm all set. All right, so. Going head to head on that one uh, at, at three number, even money. I'm going to say take it minus two and a half and go with the Tennessee Titans. All right. Next game is an interesting one. 
because you have a play on a total here between the New Orleans Saints and the Green Bay Packers. Now, what's the number at that you got right now? 53. I've seen it uh, at 53 and a half. I've seen it at 54, obviously, as high as you can get it. Right. People like betting the over, and they like a big number. So I think you could probably wait until about 53 and a half. Just think this is the first time Green Bay is actually playing a defense. Okay. Uh, it looks like, I need to verify if Adams is out. So if, if Devontae's Adams is out. I believe he is. Where do you know Thomas yeah. uh, is out? So I think uh, Green Bay will trot out a much more conservative pound the ball. And they've been running the ball really well. But New Orleans is much better against the run than we've right. seen so far. Right. So I like both teams to slowly move the ball down the field. Uh, I would like it a lot better if it wasn't um, Breeze at home. Right. But I don't think either of these defenses are poor, and I think both teams are going to run the ball a lot. I think this is kind of a game where we're going to see – I think we look at perceptions of teams and what kind of teams are they. So I'm, I'm curious you, what kind of team is Green Bay this year? What do you see them as? Uh, Helm the rock, yeah. especially without Devontae Adams. Right. And I don't – People think like uh, Aaron Rodgers cares. Like I'm not a huge Aaron Rodgers fan, but I think he would so much rather win, run the ball 35 times, yep. and dominate on the field, and not get sacked and have to scramble around back there. He's getting older, but like nobody likes to get hit, right? right? So I think he'd much rather do that, throw out a play action, right, than to be dropping back 45, 50 times. Yep. So. I, you know, I think that favors him. They were thirteen and three last year with that philosophy, and I don't think they've really changed all that much. They they drafted another running back, right? Right. So it's like they also drafted a backup quarterback. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. Um, but no, I think that is something that you see. Look, I I think Aaron Rodgers is funny, is because I think we liked him early, and he became so popular, and people talking about him being the greatest quarterback of all time. Even some ways that if he had been, you know, with Belichick, or if he had that, like they. His tool set saying he's the greatest quarterback of all time. I, I say pump the brakes there, right? Oh, we yeah. the stock went a little overboard um, on Aaron Rodgers, but he's he's obviously still a great quarterback. Um, and some of those throws, especially that opening week against the Minnesota Vikings, were absolutely ridiculous. Um, but I think that they are a run team, right? And and despite the fact that they're putting up these points, you don't associate running teams with putting up a lot of points. Uh, I think that this week, by the way, I think that's going to bode well, re really well for the Titans. Titans running game has struggled a little bit this season. Minnesota, Minnesota. Get off the schneid, right? <laughs> Minnesota's going to help them a little bit uh, running the ball there. So anyway, the uh, Green Bay Packers are a running team. And obviously we know, if we all hear all the talk about Drew Brees and his arm. The Saints are a defensive team. That mm -hmm. defense is really good. And they also are – they're on the cusp, right? Because of their coach and, and quarterback, they still throw the ball probably more than they should. I think they should get it to Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill more than they do. Um, but they are, are a, a ball control offense because they, they're not able to push it down the field like they once were. Um, and I think that – They don't need to. They don't need to. No. And, and Green Bay's got a pretty decent pass rush as well, right? So I right. I prefer to be running against them. That's that's how you saw Green Bay get gashed last year. Is mm. you beat them by running the ball. And right. The Saints are set up to to do that. Yeah, we saw that with the 49ers in the championship game, where I think they threw the ball eight times. So the the issue here is, 
I think that the Saints have that better run defense, right? So you won't have Aaron Jones breaking off, hopefully, no 60-yard touchdowns. So right. you just need really a lot of plays, a lot of balls on the ground, right? 27-24 is a pretty high-scoring game. Still, Still not wins, over. Right? Yeah. 28-24, like we're, we're in business, all, right. these, all these situations. So I definitely like it. You know, concerned because two good quarterbacks, two good offenses. You know, I don't like playing unders all that much, but I, I do think it's a good situation. All right. So under uh, 53 and a half is the number. That's the lowest you take it? Uh, I don't really want to go down. I don't want to go below 52 and a half. Below right? 52 so, yeah, and a half. I, want, I still want 28 to 24 to, okay. to kick in because I think those are two, two pretty common numbers. So all the way down to 52 and a half. All right, the under in the Saints and Packers game. All right, the next game that we're going to look at it comes from the collapse of the week uh, by the Atlanta Falcons. Um, this was a really interesting one, right? Falcons were up big. Cowboys couldn't hold on to the ball in the first half, and they managed to come back and somehow blow that game they don't know the onside kick rules, and that to me is just poor coaching, right? The X's and O's. But there's one thing we do know about the Atlanta Falcons is they have a ton of talent on the offensive side of the ball. Um, and I think that this week as they host the Chicago Bears, that the Chicago Bears won't be able to keep up offensively with the Atlanta Falcons. Okay, so Mitch Trubisky tried to give the game away. He tried as hard as he could to give the game away last week to the Giants, and and he still is is fighting for his job. The fact that this team, the fact, I wonder how many times, this is interesting, how many times has a 2-0 team been fa- been underdogs against an 0-2 team, especially one that blew a lead like this? So that number at 3.5 is telling that, you something. It's telling you, roll, roll with Atlanta. I mean, the, the, the Falcons right now, they defensively, we know that they have a ton of, of shortfalls, but they are playing. They play two of the best offense in the league, right? We saw what Russell Wilson did against the Patriots on Monday Night Football, and Dak and the Cowboys have been putting up yardage. Uh, they did it against the Rams, and obviously they did it in the comeback against the Falcons. Chicago is not even in the same league when it comes offensively to those teams. Now, you can make an argument that they're going to be playing, the Falcons are going to be playing the best defense that they've seen all season, and I have no problem with that. But the Giants, again, were in position to win that game on the road without Saquon Barkley, without Sterling Shepard, and the Giants' offense is not as talented as the Atlanta Falcons' team is. And one more thing, I think the Giants lost the turnover battle in that one, two to one as well. So they, I think that I'm pretty sure they lost the turnover battle two to one. So despite that, they still had the ball with the chance to win on the road. I think that this all boils down to trouble for the Chicago Bears this week. I think the Atlanta Falcons return home and get their first win of the season. I will lay the three and a half points. Any thoughts on that, Greg? Yeah, and buy, buy it down to three. Buy it down to three. All right. That's, that's just what I would do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you're going to need it. <laughs> he's but no, I, I, he's I, big on the I, key numbers. I think the point, though, being, right, how, do you, how many times has the 0-2 been favored over the 2-0? and Yeah. Right? So that should tell you right there. Uh, I, don't, I also don't buy, like, they're embarrassed, right? Atlanta's embarrassed. Oh, yeah, right? absolutely. So anyone thinking that it's like, hey, they're going to limp into this game, they need to get right game. Yep. Real bad. 
or their I mean their coach is going to be out of there if you know for you can't make mistakes like that. And so. they like the coach. They and the, they the players like Dan Quinn over there because last season they had a game where all of the rumors were coming out where if he didn't win a, a particular game he was out the door. Yeah, and they finished really, really strong down the stretch. It got him another chance, and I think this might be his another one of those, you know, last stand for them uh, if they're going to get behind this coach uh, and give him a shot there. So it should be really interesting. There's one more game that I liked on the slate, but I can't remember it right now. I, we got the we got Tennessee, we got the Giants, we got uh, who am I missing? Oh yeah, oh yeah, the Philadelphia Eagles. Man, I am rolling with some zero and two teams. Ugh. As favorites this week, I'm not think about that. This, this, as much as I hate to put this hat on my head here, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles have. have isn't gonna like that. Oh no, he's gonna hate it. He's absolutely <laughs> gonna hate it. The Philadelphia Eagles have not looked good this season. But you know, I, I want to look at this in two ways. First of all, we know about how bad that offensive line was banged up week one against the Washington Redskins. You said it. Your argument was that it was a short field, and that's why Washington was able to score on their defense. Yeah, I was wrong. Well, one. Well, I don't think you were. So I don't think I don't think you were. And here's why: next week you play one of the best offensive minds in the league in Sean McVay and the Rams, and they were able to exploit that very much like Atlanta playing the Chicago Bears this week. I don't think that the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow are going to be able, and I like Joe Burrow. I am big on this kid. He's going to be, he's going to be huge. Yeah. Long term. Um, but I don't think that they are ready to take advantage of this. The other thing is if you watch them on Thursday night against the Cleveland Browns, there's a couple things. Baker Mayfield going in for a touchdown, does what Baker Mayfield does, throws an interception uh, in the red zone. That's gross. Then, yeah, he never saw the guy. Absolutely never saw the safety. Good coverage. Good call. I like the defensive call. Never, never saw it. No. Then the Bengals were five for five on fourth down. That is insane. Five for five on fourth down in a Thursday night game. If you go five for five ever, I mean, maybe you go two for five. Just a completely different game. Uh, and again, even that last touchdown for them, it was a garbage time touchdown. Based on what we've seen on onside kicks, maybe it gave them a little bit of hope, and you got to be a little bit more careful this season. But I think that that final score was a lot closer. I think when you look at the numbers, they're skewed for that reason uh, because Bo put up a lot of throwing yards, and all of a sudden you think maybe that game was, was closer than it should have been with Cleveland's defense backing off a little bit. And I think the Eagles are an angry team, and they might be the healthiest for this game that they've been all season. They're still all banged up. They are, but they are, but their their offensive line is down just one person for this game, correct? Sam Owens out. He's on IR, their left guard. So they're still so they're still it's same situation. In, offensive in line. Trouble at the guard position. So okay. they're still a backup guard, left guard, uh, with Sam Alu last week and right guard. But you still have your what I would call all pro left tackle, right, right tackle center. So just a little bit more. And Herbig now is Got, got three, two, game, two games under his belt yeah, going into his yeah, third game. It's, it's a lot better than week one. Yeah. And since Cincinnati has no pass rush to speak of. Exactly. That was the other thing. Cincinnati being able to explain. I said I loved Aaron Donald, right? He talking about a game record. If you got to double him, it opens things up for everybody else. The Cincinnati Bengals don't have the defensive line that either of the first two teams have that they played this season. Lance was not touched. The offensive I know. line did so well yeah. against Aaron Donald last week. It was... 
a very good turnaround. They didn't blitz a lot. It didn't seem like though the Rams in that one. Yeah. I don't know the actual numbers, but they didn't blitz a lot, and I think that kind of hurt. And the other thing is they jumped out to an early lead. Right, there was one point where Philadelphia got it to a one-score game, I think. Yep, 21-16. Um, and then they ended back. And, and then Carson Wentz threw into double coverage to a second-year player who has a, dearth, a lack of talent. Uh, I don't know why he's throwing in double coverage right. for Ortega Whiteside anyway. But on that note, I'll just say it's funny because I was talking to uh, my father-in-law last night, yeah. and anyone saying that they're going to get – Bench wins for Hurts. I just think it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Absolutely I, I mean, the guy's been in the league for four years. They've made the playoffs the last three years, won the Super Bowl. Yep. They won the division last year. With Nick Foles. Right. <laughs> right. I don't care who yeah. wins. He, right. he led the team to a home field throughout. I just think it's the most ridiculous. You know, so you, you talk about a get-right game, like – this feels like a, this feels like a get right game for me. Alshon Jeffrey is he playing in this one? Alshon Jeffrey, yeah. I mean, he is a really. I mean, I don't think I think he got more love in Chicago uh, for some reason. I think he's underrated in Philadelphia in, in what he's been able to do while he's been Last there when he's been on the field. Really see him right. on the field, right. a ball went off his hands. And I got know, intercepted in the playoffs. I know. So like, what do you? What, I'm not going to come to his aid. Yeah, well, listen, that's one game I, I do think. But, uh, it was a but big game. Saying, no, I'm not saying it was, it's one throw, one play. I agree. and But that's the difference in these games uh, from time to time. But I think he's he's a really solid wide receiver, and I think they do miss him out there. We're seeing that a, a little bit. When he, It will be nice to have a veteran presence, yeah. possession receiver. I, they they got to pepper the tight ends. Really, uh, that's they the have two of the best just tight ends in the league up there. Pepper you the know? heck out of the tight ends. Cleveland's terrible. Right. I'm sorry. Uh, since he's terrible against the tight end, so it should be all right. It sounds but like you're I, talking yourself no, in too many no, injuries. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not touching the Eagles. All right. Extra rest. Listen, I'll, and I'll acknowledge it. Right here are the downsides. Extra rest for the Cincinnati Bengals. They played the Thursday night game. Uh, you mentioned, obviously, the injuries that the Eagles are still dealing with. Um, I just think that the Eagles are a better team, and where they are weak, the Bengals don't have the ability yeah, to exploit. exploit like the Redskins could. And so, and so that for that reason, I will lay the points with Philadelphia. Four and a half it's at right now. I think the birds get off the schneid. For you. All right. We, of course, you got to remember to check out the Instagram page. Chris Portente has already put up the lock of the week. He is 2-0 mm-hmm. uh, so far on the lock, and he gave you Russell Wilson uh, on Monday Night Football, and, and he's got another lock that, that's going to be interesting coming off last week's pick, so make sure you check it out. We are off to a hot start again. I think 7-1 and one the first week, 6-3 and three last week. Anything else you want to say before we close this one out? I like Chris's pick, so another good pick from Chris. Happy football, everybody. Until next time, remember, it's not whether you win or lose, it's whether or not you cover the spread. Enjoy the games. (laughs) 